0: It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy.
1: What's up, everyone? Happy holidays and welcome to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And let's put away the green paint for now because we're not going to paint the town green yet. Let's hold off. And and it's a good thing the game ended early on Saturday because Rex Ryan had enough time to put on the beard and then go to work later that night and deliver some toys. I'm just kidding. I'm a Giants fan. But, Eric, you got to admit, it did feel good to win that game.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, The 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 key game obviously is 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 this weekend um, against Dallas, but with Rex mouthing off as much as he was, and the 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 battle you know the verbal battle going back and forth with the teams, and I I, I didn't realize this until someone had mentioned it after the game, but it's been since the '88 game since the Jets have won a regular season game against the Giants. So what are we talking about? 23 years now. So I you know for a team that hasn't really beaten the giants in 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 a couple of decades they they certainly do talk a lot and it was a big game it was a good game for the defense to get their confidence back up a little bit um the offense um had a couple of a few big plays but um really it was more the defense i think that carried the game and and that's good because they're going to need their defense to play better in uh, against Dallas and if they do make the playoffs in the playoffs but it, it was a, it was a big win. It was a huge win. It was nice to do it in New York and get the and get the Jets fans and 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 Rex off off the Giants back.
1: Yeah, and and I was just joking when the, the show first started with my comments. But I got to tell you, from a Giant fans perspective, all you heard now, not only for this past year but the past three years, is how this is a Jets town, and I don't know about any other team that thought they deserve more respect about coming in to third they came in third place the last two years, so I really don't know another team that thinks that they deserve all this respect, and the Giants have gone about their business quietly, and I always remind Jet fans that the Giants have won maybe the last three or four regular season matchups between the team, and 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 I think the last time the Jets have won one was when Al Toon uh, yeah. got the Giants out of the playoffs back when, when you brought it up, uh, and I think it was 88 or 89, and... You know, it was just it was just a matter of the Giants going about their business on a holiday week, and it was nice to see, Eric, that even though they put the green lights up in the stadium, that the Giants came out inspired in what, what's really a home game for them. You know, it was in their stadium, and that was something that we spoke about last week because, you know, we just didn't know how the Giants were going to approach this game. And if you take a step back and see that it's one more game on the road to making the playoffs, that's one thing, but – now we're finding out from the Giants that they, they 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 did put a lot of pressure on themselves to win this game because it did indeed mean a lot
0: to them. Yeah, and there were a lot of Giants fans in in the stadium. I think it was probably about sixty percent, sixty-five percent Jets to forty percent, thirty-five percent Giants fans. So um, it, it seemed like a fun crowd. It looked like you know, it looked like um, you know, there wasn't a lot of fights or anything like that going on. And and um, what I think was, it is kind of humorous though that. Really, in this business, all that really matters are Super Bowls, and the Giants have three of those in in the last couple of decades, and the Jets have one going back in the late '60s. So, you know, that's all that really matters. These other games are fun and all that, and again, it's it's it is it the the amount of the amount of mouthing off Rex and and the Jets fans do it. It always makes me sort of laugh because it seems to be a sort of a sign of insecurity on their part the more you, the more you sort of brag and 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 toot your own horn like that i i i think if you just sort of quietly go about and do your business that that speaks more than 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 mouth and off like that so so the giants won the game that they they had to want when it was the biggest game the giants and jets have ever played um between the two teams that 88 game was huge for the giants um, but it didn't mean anything for the Jets. This game was huge for both teams, and the Jets are going to need a little bit of luck. Um, they're going to have to win on Sunday and then and get help from three other teams in order to make the playoffs. So this this might have knocked the Jets out of the playoffs. And um, the Giants obviously needed to win because they didn't know what Dallas was going to do, and then once the Dallas found out that the Giants had won that game, they started pulling their starters all, out against the Eagles. So... It was a huge game for both teams. Giants won, and now it sets up the, the game of the year for the Giants. Uh, we had the game of the year, ironically, against Dallas three weeks ago, but now this is this – is, uh, there was one A and one B, and this is, this is, this is now the, the game of the year in the NFC East, and two teams – you know, winner takes all, the loser goes home. So th- this is it, and everything that's happened with the Giants this year, the injuries, the new faces – the up and down season, the games that they won that people thought they'd lose, and the games that they've lost that people thought they went, would win—that that doesn't matter now. It all comes down to this one game at home against the Cowboys. And based on everything that's happened in this year, everything that's 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 gone on, this is probably as good as a scenario as you could hope for with the Giants. And they've got it all in their hands once again. And it's at home. It's in. It's it's. Luckily, we're out of December so uh, when this game is played because they don't do fare too well in December. So, mm-hmm. so it'll be a new month, January, and maybe they'll have more luck in January in the stadium.
1: Well, I have to give you credit because a month ago you predicted that the Giants would be in this exact situation. And uh, it did work out to the Giants' favor uh, because they did drop the game to, to the Redskins. And, you know to go back now and and look at this game against the Jets I I you know it made the Giants defense look like the the Bears of 85 so you know I mean I don't you know I I tell Jet fans that are watching the game cuz they're watching JPP and he's an animal and they're watching the Giants past defense and just going after Sanchez and I try to tell them look this is a mediocre Giants team that beat the Jets and the Giants defense did not play like this all year I mean this was by far their best game on defense and, you know, Mark Sanchez, I know, has the tendency to hold the ball a little longer. But I thought that the defense really came up huge in this game because, you know, the offense basically had the whole third quarter to have make something happen. And there were like three or four drives where the offense went three and out where they really could have taken control of this game. And to give the defense more credit in this game, you know, when Sanchez goes back, I think he went back to throw almost 80 times in this game. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was it was a lot. And the Giants, I, they really, you know, the defense was out there a lot, and I thought they did an excellent job. And I thought a lot of the calls went the Jets' way, not because it was, it was twisted that way because of the referees. I just thought the Jets got a little lucky. I mean, look – the, the, the return that was taken back for a touchdown, that puts the game you know at 16-7 if the Giants score that touchdown. And to me, when a referee takes a look at it on uh, the the replay booth and I'm watching it at home and I couldn't see any evidence there because one angle looks like it fell on his foot and the other right. angle looks like it fell on the ground. So for something to get overturned, because the ruling on the field was an interception, for something that could, to get overturned means you have to have clear evidence that it was one way or another. And I couldn't see that, so I got a little aggravated there because I really thought that that was going to turn the game, and that was you know, that was early on uh, enough where the Giants really could have had control of it. And then the Jets got lucky a couple of times where Sanchez's hand came, you know, a teeny bit further than it should be for it to be a fumble and, and, and other things. So I thought, you know, the Jets uh, were a lot worse than what they showed on, on Saturday because the, the Giants kept giving them opportunities, and I thought that the Giants' offense really could have could have done a little bit more with it because the defense, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the defense really played a tremendous game.
0: Yeah, the, the, he dropped, Sanchez dropped back 64 times. If you count the five sacks, he had 59 pass attempts plus the five sacks, so it was 64. He averaged, they averaged 3.5 yards per per pass play, which is horrible. Um a lot of that's on Sanchez. I mean, that, that this, we talked about this last week. It's one of the reasons why I, I wasn't terribly scared of this game with the Jets, is because I'm not a big Sanchez fan, and he and, and I'm not a, I'm not that scared of the Jets' offense. I, I just I, I just don't think they're they're all that good. Sanchez every now and then will play well, but he's more he's more likely not to play well. He did not play well, as you mentioned. They got the Giants got three turnovers. They could have easily had three or four or more. Um, had the calls back on the, that way and the Giants had had they dropped an interception, Dean Grant dropped an interception. There were a couple more balls that were fluttering in the middle of the field that they that that he, they're lucky that, that they didn't get picked off. And then there's that tuck rule that you mentioned. They never should, the officials never should have overturned that one score by Aaron Ross. So it, you're right. The offense didn't do anything for much of the game. There was um in the first half they had one decent drive that they got down to the 2 yard line on first and goal from the 2 and they couldn't punch it in they had the 99 yarder and aside from that it was three and out the rest of the first half and then in the third quarter which you were talking about it started off the same way the third quarter was terrible for the giants offense um there were two three and outs and there was another um just another drive that they got one first down and then and then and then had to punt and then they had that really good drive where they had four plays and went bang, bang, bang down the field with um, the one pass to Cruz and then the runs to uh, Jacobs and Bradshaw, and they got into the end zone, and that was great. But besides that, the offense didn't do anything. The defense really carried this game, and I'm a little bit reluctant to say it was all great Giants defense because I think a lot of it had to do with the Jets themselves, but I'll take it. (laughs) The Giants will take it. The best thing that came out of this game to me defensively was was, – Justin Tuck looked more like Justin Tuck, um, especially in the pass rush. There was the one sack that he didn't get blocked on. I'm not even talking so much about that. It's the place that he didn't get sacks. He was buzzing by Sanchez a lot in that game. He was giving the Jets right tackle fits, and that's the first time I've seen him do that this year on a consistent basis. So if that was not an anomaly, if, that, if he's getting back on track, combine that with um, JPP playing, and the surprise this week is it looks like Humaniora is coming back this week which we didn't think he was going to be able to come back this week. He practiced yesterday, he's practicing today. It looks like he's going to be back. Now that pass rush is going to get a lot scarier and they're going to need it against the Cowboys and and if they happen to beat the Cowboys, they're going to need that in the playoffs. So so they're starting to get some momentum, I think, defensively here. They just, you know, they've got to keep it going against Dallas.
1: Yeah, and on the offensive side of the ball, the Victor Cruz touchdown is, is you know, the offensive play of the season so far because it really just put the – You know, back in this game, and and I think that the Giants, you know, I don't think the game was lost before that. I thought the Jets had, I guess, control of it, but they really hadn't scored since their first drive. So the game was always within reach. I just thought that the Victor Cruz touchdown combined with the Jets missing the field goal at the end of the first half really made the Jets go into the locker room, you know, in a very different mindset because it no longer becomes the Jets style, style of game where they just try to control it after they get a little lead, they, they knew that they had to come back a little bit. And that's why I thought that the return uh, for a touchdown that was called back was so huge because, you know, if the Jets go down 16-7 to there and they know that they're down by a couple scores, it really changes their mindset. And I thought, you know, the end of the game, uh, you know, the Bradshaw run where he just runs over pool yep. was very impressive. And I love the way Jacobs ran in this game. And, and you know, Hakeem Nicks. I don't know what's up with him the last couple of weeks, but... He's really dropping some important passes, so I'm kind of uh, concerned there. the The tight end was not a factor in this game, and and Eli worked around it, and I thought Cruz was making the biggest plays uh, you know of the year in this game. Uh, you know he had a, he had a breakout game. I just spoke to him the other day too. He was up here on Tuesday. and he, I, I asked him what his best game of the year was, and he still says it was the Philadelphia game because that was, hey, look, I've arrived game. And now I said to him, you know, Giant fans really remember certain games when you play against certain opponents. And I thought that this game was so big to many Giant fans that they definitely will remember that 99-yard touchdown because it was against the Jets and everything that the Jets brought into this game. And the only reason why I keep bringing this up is that the Jets made a lot more of this game coming into it than the Giants did. And, uh, you know, if if you don't believe that, then you just should have listened to their coach, not only for this past week. But up until this game, so it was a really important game that the Giants had won, because I always play the it's a wonderful world scenario with this game. And if it went the opposite way and the Jets had won, boy, oh, boy, we would have not only been in for a week, but we would have been in for three years of hearing about this. So as Giant fans, it's much easier for the Giants that they won this game. But like you said before... There's something bigger and better out there. You got to beat the Cowboys this weekend. You got to get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have the division than than lose the, I'd rather have the division and and lose to the Jets than the vice versa. So, uh, you know, if they Jets fans again want to mouth out, off about regular season wins for 3 years, that's fine to me. Luckily, we won't have to listen to that and we haven't had to listen to that for 23 years. So, but again, it's it's I'll trade this game for the for, for the win and, and the metal lands. And I think you made made an, an excellent point, Joe, that it, that this game was a feel good game for Giants fans. It makes them and and, and, and it's a confidence type of game. And, and it gets but this team, I tell you, every time we think this team, mm-hmm. we get on their shoulder. You know, we think, oh man, they've turned the corner. They they, they punch us in the stomach. <laughs> Every time we think they're dead, they come back and win. So I'm a little bit nervous this week. You know, this is this – is, this is, I'm not really completely ready to get back on the bandwagon with these guys. Um, this is everything that they could wanted that they would hope for at home against the Cowboys, a hated division rival. Um, they're getting guys back healthy. Um, Cowboys
1: have an injured quarterback.
0: Exactly, it, and it just makes me a little bit nervous. I, I, I just remember, you know, the Philadelphia game earlier in the year, and, and 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 their quarterbacks out of the game, and and there's no way we can lose this game, right? But look what happened. So um, let's 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 before we get too excited, they got to win this week. It, it's a huge game.
1: And we're gonna come right back and break down that game against the Dallas Cowboys because this is it. One win, you're in. You lose, you're going home. You're going to spend uh, the month of January at home watching the playoffs. So we're going to come right back on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown.
0: YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown. Joe Callow, Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website, and I know a lot of fans had a very merry Christmas this past week uh, after the Giants gave them an early Christmas gift on Christmas Eve by beating the New York Jets and ending all the talk that we've been hearing now for the past couple years at a Rex Ryan. And... Look what you have in front of you. You got his brother now, who I'm sure you're going to see on NBC. Uh, I'd say about 25 times on Sunday night. And Eric, I think every Giant fan is kind of like you—that we're going into this game where everything is just so perfectly set up for the Giants that we could just see this game going either way. Now,
0: these are two teams that are very, very similar to each other. They drive their each other's fans. Um, nuts. I mean, I'm where I live. I'm surrounded by a couple Cowboys fans, and if you listen to them, they, it sounds like it, when you listen to them talk, it's like they're Giants fans. They, their team drives them nuts. It's it's the same type of thing. They think when they think they're really good, they lose a game, and and, and vice versa. And I don't really know what to expect from this game. You've got two inconsistent teams. Two very I mean, l- Love him or hate him, Tony Romo has been playing outstanding football since the Detroit Lions game. He's had 22 touchdowns, four interceptions since that that game that they gave away to Detroit. He's playing exceptionally well. The last time the Giants played uh, Dallas, down in Dallas, Eli was amazing, but so was Tony Romo. He was he was uh, he he was 21. I think he's 21 of 31, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He had that one overthrow at the end of the game but besides that he he was he was a, he was very good in that game and i know a lot of people out there are saying well he banged his hand against against the eagles he's he's not going to be 100% it's going to be cold i i'm not buying it i'm you know i expect we'll see him at his best we're going to need the defense to play well we're, you know, they're going to have to stop the run up front with Felix Jones they didn't do that in Dallas either um, and they're gonna have to get after Tony Romo and it, it is gonna be colder and they gotta get some hats on him. They've gotta get him down on the ground and make that hand sting a little bit there and at least make him think about it. But I you know, I've seen a lot of talk this this week from fans saying, Oh, Tony Romo's not gonna be hundred percent he's he's not gonna be able to grip the ball. Um, you know, this is gonna be a real problem for them. Maybe, but I'm not counting on that. I That's just it, – it, usually it doesn't go that way. He he's, he practiced yesterday. He was limited, but he practiced. He's got a few more days to get that hand ready, and I I, I expect him to be Tony Romo that gives the Giants trouble, and, and they're going to have to score some points, and but they're going to have to make some plays defensively too.
1: I agree with you about Tony Romo. I think he's having a fantastic year, but I think any Dallas fan will tell you what makes Tony Romo Tony Romo And a classic example is in that giant game where he plays a fantastic game, and all he has to do is connect to Miles Austin at the end of that game to get the first down, and the game is over, and that's the one thing he doesn't do, and that's what makes him Tony Romo. It's always that one thing that he can't do. In a game, uh, forget about the million things that he does do. It's the one thing that he doesn't do that makes him Tony Romo in Dallas fans' eyes because I see a lot of Dallas fans that are always down on him. And I think a lot of Giant fans have that feeling sometimes for Eli Manning. It's no matter how many game-winning drives that he gives you, it's always that one game where he'll throw the three interceptions and he'll get, get stuck up there in the wind that the Giants fans will remember. So a lot of similarities between those two quarterbacks. And I agree with you that I think Tony Romo will come in here and and I don't know, I'm not a doctor I'm not Tony Romo, I can't predict how it's going to affect his hand, but I think Jason Garrett is going to install some confidence in these Dallas Cowboy players because I think he's going to talk about just what we talked about that the Giants are not a dominating home team, and there's not really a home field advantage with the Giants in this stadium and it was Jason Garrett that came in here with John Kittner last year and beat the Giants uh, yep. in, in, in a late season game, so Excellent point. yeah, and I think the Dallas, you know Felix Jones, if he's healthy, he'll be ready to go. And the Giants had a lot of problems with him the last time they played because DeMarco Murray got hurt. Early in the game, and I, thought, I think that the screen pass to Felix Jones is going to be very effective this week because I think the Giants are going to be very aggressive on the defensive side of the ball and try to get after Romo. So, I, and, and this is nothing that coaches aren't, aren't already thinking about. I mean, Perry Fuel are also thinking about what I'm saying and, and Gilbride is thinking about what you're saying. So I'm thinking that the Giants are going to go in this and hopefully the excitement and the enthusiasm that carried over from last week's game comes into this week's game now that they're back home and playing on their home turf now. You know, this is the third week in a row that the Giants are home, so you really can't ask for more than that.
0: Yeah, and th- they got to get even more excited. I mean, this is this is the Jets were the Jets, but this is Dallas, this is a division rival, this is for the division. This is a playoff game for all intents and purposes. The loser goes home, the winner is going to the going to the next round of the playoffs here, the wild card round. This is a playoff game. They've got to be you know they were they were amped against against the Jets, but they're going to have to raise their level of intensity even more against in in this game. And I I think something you said just and I didn't think about this before you mentioned it, but I think you're dead on with something. You know if Tony Romo's hand is a cause for concern at all, and and they're a little bit worried about it to start the game, and they want to avoid him getting smacked around, I think the screen game for Dallas is something that the Giants are going to have to watch out for. Early in this game because that's a nice safe way to get your quarterback in the rhythm and also to get the Giants pass rush to back off. So I think you made an excellent point Joe about watch, watch out for that screen game, especially early early in the ball game and I have to be careful with that. Giants did a great job in the last game on Witten the tight end. He, he had I think he only had 12 12 yards of, uh, um, of offense catching the ball in that game. They really did a number on him. But they had problems with the wide receivers. They've got to do a better job. In that game, Aaron Ross had all kinds of problems with Miles Austin, um, including the last drive. You know, Aaron Ross has got to be one of the luckiest guys in the world because not only did Aaron, not only did um, Tony Roman overthrow him on a path that should have ended that game and ended the Giants' season, but at the very end of that game, Dallas was trying to send that game into overtime. Ross was getting beaten by Miles in a couple of uh, deep – uh, medium plays um, down the field and got in the field goal range and, and JPP blocked that field goal. So, so JPP saved him and, and and Romo saved him. But Ross has got to play better. I think Amukamara, who didn't play all that much against the Jets, is going to have to play more because the Jets because Dallas has speedier and and more wide receivers. So I think they're, he's going to see the field more. He's got to play better than he did in that last game and the pass rush has got to get there in the f- the first Dallas game um JPP was was all over uh, Romo but he didn't have a lot of help Tuck was that uh, was might have been Tuck's worst game of the year he he didn't have a sack he didn't have a tackle um it, it, he, you never even saw him do anything on the field he, he's got he's got to he's got to be much more of a of a factor and again as i mentioned Human is coming back so maybe he can be somewhat of a factor but if they got to get a pass rush they got to stop that run and, and they got to get um, the defensive backs have to do a little bit better job of covering those wide receivers.
1: Yeah, it should be an excellent matchup. And to get off the X's and O's here for a second, only because it's been discussed a lot because this is the final game of the season and uh, it could extend into the playoffs or it could end against the Dallas Cowboys and go into an 8-8 eight eight season, the speculation has begun about the job security of Tom Coughlin, especially here in New York, and there's a lot of people that go back and forth, and and most people are saying that he only should keep his job is if they win this game and and, and advance into the playoffs. Some people are even saying that they should win a playoff game for him to keep his job, and then there's other people that don't think that he will lose his job either way, and the Jets game might have had a big part to do with it in the way that you know if he finishes with a decent effort against Dallas, and I, and I hate to say that decent effort when you're going for the NFC East title, only because the Giants don't really show up sometimes, which is a reflection of the coach. So my feeling is, is that either way, the Giants are not going to fire Tom Coughlin. They're going to find reasons for him to stay, and I think the Maras really like this guy, and I don't think that they are going to change uh, win or loss going into this game, and I just wanted to get your feelings on the situation.
0: My gut I don't have any inside scoop on this or anything, but my gut is the jets game probably saved him um and i I thought you know the worst case scenario in terms of ownership having to make a decision here was if the Giants finished eight and eight and beat the jets and then lost to the cowboys' cause then what do you do? You can make a lot of it and again, they are excuses, but they are legit but they are legitimate excuses why the team is 8-8 eight eight is in all Tom's fault. There were a lot of devastating injuries. The defense has been a mess. Um, Perry Fuel, obviously, has been, probably been a little bit over his head. Um, they didn't have much of a running game this year. They were a team in transition in a lot of places, especially on the offensive line. So you could, so ownership could very easily say, you know, he did a, he did a decent job and to – Fire him now, then you're going, going to go through another transition, and we don't want to go through that. On the flip side of that is you can say, well, they had, they were six and two, they finished the season two and six. It was another late season collapse. They didn't make the playoffs for three years in a row. So it's going to be a really difficult decision. If if this plays out that they lose this game, it's going to be a very difficult decision for ownership. My 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 belief, my gut instinct is they would not fire him because I don't think the Giants tend to make those kinds of dramatic moves when when unless they have to and I don't think they have to in this scenario. I think it's going to be much more interesting to see if they get rid of Perry Fuel. Um, there was an interesting point made by the uh, NFL network. Um uh, Jason Lockenforce was on the other day and and he mentioned and I I don't know if I buy this but he he mentioned that it's not a given that Tom's going to want to return. He said that he you know he's he's 65. I guess he's building a summer home. Um he, there's some feeling that he said in the league that he may have had enough, and this would be a good time for him to to step down. Even if they do win this game after the year, and, and then win a playoff game, and or and then lose a lose another playoff game, that that might be a good way to go out. I don't. I've never gotten that sense that that, Coughlin, that Coughlin's ready to give it give it up. He seems to enjoy it uh, still. But in that piece, they mentioned you know if he does leave. They said Bill Cowers really really wants this job. He they said he specifically mentioned that he has no interest in going to the West Coast and 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 going to San Diego that he wants to stay on the East Coast and the one job that they said he he's really he really wants is the Giants job. They and they also said that Reese uh, might be interested in Jeff Fisher. So there is a speculation that's already out there that there are some very high profile coaches being being thrown about. Um, not only by fans, but they're being talked about by these these quote unquote insiders so it it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. but I agree with you my my gut tells me if it, you you put a gun to my head, I don't think they're going to get rid of them
1: Wow, and this is the first I'm hearing of of that report, and I think the first many of our listeners are hearing of that report because I never ever would imagine that Tom Coughlin. On his own would say, you know, I'm basically done and I want to move on to the next phase of my life. Yeah, I've never even thought about that. that And when did this report come out? Earlier this week or just today? It
0: was, let's see, what's today? Today's today's Thursday. I think it was Tuesday. I think I saw it on Tuesday on the NFL Network. Wow. Um, So he mentioned, and again, I'm not sure what what his sources is or if it's pure Mm -hmm. speculation or not. But he mentioned again that as he's building this summer home and. And you know he's sixty five and they've been going with these short term deals and he just may decide that you know it's time now, if you listen to Tom and you see him jumping around like a maniac on the side oh time, yeah, oh, yeah. he seems to love the game Absolutely. So, so my 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 guess is is he's not ready to ready to go, but mm-hmm. it's some that's something to keep in keep in mind that maybe you know. Maybe if this ends well, maybe, maybe, maybe if, the, if if this season ends in success, and I'm not talking about even about a Super Bowl because I think that's a little bit far fetched at this point. You're talking but about if, a home
1: playoff win.
0: A home playoff win. Maybe this is the way he he'd want to go out. So wow. we'll have to keep an eye on that and and yeah. just keep that in the back of your mind. And and if that's true, there this might be a, a time to make make some moves because there are some very good coaches out there that are that, that are seem to be very interested in the Giants job because Giants have a franchise quarterback they've got some really good young players on defense specifically JPP to build around uh-huh. this is a very attractive job I would think to a lot of people
1: yeah and and I mean, who knows maybe there's another position in the organization for Tom like a consultant yep. and you never know but uh I didn't get any sense from uh, Victor Cruz early in the week about that, but my only thing, getting back to the situation about if he, if they retain him for one more year, is, is Eric. I just don't like you know signing coaches to one-year extensions because it really, it, it, a year from now, if the Giants are six and six, we're, we're at the same thing again. There's always going to be speculation, so you know I don't know how many years you can get along with these one-year extensions. I think you have to have, you know, some thought in mind on which direction you want the future to go. Because every year, unless the Giants are really dominating, the speculation is going to start popping up in November with every win or every loss is this Tom's last year. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could go either way. Thank you for bringing up that other report that was heard because that's yeah. another way to look at the situation. And, and I do like Tom Coughlin, and I think a lot of fans are really going to like him when he is not the coach anymore. And I, just like when Eli Manning's not the coach, I think you're going to look back to like when Phil Sims was a quarterback, and really respect them then because they bring so much to the Giants right now. But uh, let's hope it's a happy new year for the Giants and a happy new year for Giant fans with another trip to the playoffs and the NFC's crown. We want everybody to have a happy and safe new year. You too, Eric. And, uh, Thank you. We will talk to you next week, hopefully, on a special playoff version. <laughs> Of football yeah, let's NYC's.
0: Hope for, let's hope for that. Yeah. we we'll be, we'll be playing Atlanta or, or the Lions. Let's hope for that. You
1: so. got that right, buddy. Yeah. So until next week, everybody have a happy and safe new year. Stay true. Stay blue.